Hello and welcome. Today we've got Melissa Redpill and today we are going to be discussing how Durham is exposing or has exposed the FBI criminal investigations. Now, just before we begin, you can subscribe to my Rumble channel, nvtvnews.com and to nicholasfennyarmin.com for my free email updates. Melissa Redpill, thank you for joining me. How are you and what have you been up to? Hey, I'm doing great. I can't believe you and I were both in Florida and we didn't get to see each other, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having a great time. How about you? I know I'm having a great time, but you're busy. I was busy, but next time we will definitely meet. Yes. Um, and I hope you had a lovely time. Yes, next time you have to come to Texas. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that President Trump is talking about default. And he's also talked, and then also this Durham investigation has finally come out. We've been waiting on this thing for four years, and it finally has come out. And I want to connect it to the counting of the counting of the Omer because they they've hidden this from us, but they are they know about this. They know about all this. So if, if it's okay, I'll share my screen and let's get started. Please. All right, let's do it. So first thing I wanted to show is this guy. I love this guy. I've never even heard of politi political sock. This, I think, is what a lot of the people who are, you know, normies or in, I don't know if you would call them a normie, but that you know, people who are finding out about how basically the FBI, the CIA, the 17 agencies, all these people took orders from Hillary Clinton to make a bogus investigation on a president. This is a coup. This is this is sedition. This is treason. And so he was saying in this post, I was so disgusted by the January 6th riot that I deleted my Twitter account. I wrote introspective pieces on what on wanting to be part of the solution. I never liked Trump. I thought Biden beat him. But the Durham report that just came out yesterday is a hundred times worse than January 6th. It didn't reveal a handful of nuts getting out of hand and stealing a lectern. It revealed our highest law enforcement agency trying to undo an election on zero evidence. It didn't disrupt a formal nomination proceeding for three hours. It disrupted a presidency for three years. I love it. I love it. People mm -hmm. are yeah. ticked off. People are ticked off that they totally made this thing up from whole cloth, just completely made up to go against our president and to try to destroy our country and our our duly elected president. So, I, you know, a lot of people don't even probably even know about this, but that's what our job is. And so people, people can understand what has happened to our country that the, and that the, these 17 agencies are criminal. You know, so they haven't, the mainstream media hasn't even covered this, what you're saying. I don't, you know, and I don't really watch that much mainstream media, but I think they're, they're, they're all putting it in their own, you know, spin machine, right? And trying to, they're always, always trying to cover Biden because if Biden goes down, they do too. But uh, the next week, um, they're going to have uh, Durham in front of, uh, in, in, in the Capitol uh, to, to speak about this. All right. So this is where, and it's a super, super small, but okay. So Catherine Herridge is, amazing to follow um there's a little post that we're talking about follow the pen and it's really talking about her because she's such a great uh a, a investigative journalist so here is the the key quote i want everyone to focus in on on this part of durham's investigation he does a deep dive 2016 ic uh referral to fbi leadership first reported cbs uh, at cbs news fall 2020 quote candidate clinton's approval 
of a plan concerning candidate Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her private email server. So if some people are probably maybe still so new that they don't, uh, you know, really remember about the private email server because again that was kept on the down low. But that's what woke me up when I read these WikiLeaks, and that had been that she had this server out there, and that people got a hold of her her emails, and I read these. I was, you know. I, I that at that point I said I've got to jump into into the battle because these people are criminals who are running our country and and they hurt children. Mm-hmm. That was what you know none of us could put up with when we read the Podesta emails and the Clinton emails and we realized that thirty three thousand emails again thirty three were were basically open for if I could see them WikiLeaks could see them all of our enemies could see them. So, yeah, so she was trying to cover all that up, you know, bleach bidding and you know, breaking her phones and all that. She's trying to cover it up. So what do they do? They pull something out on President Trump. And what what Durham is revealed is that they basically went to Hillary Clinton. The intelligence agencies went to Clinton to get her permission. How is she running the intelligence agencies? Can you imagine? She's a private citizen, but clearly she's not. Absolutely. Clearly she's, you know, one of the top ones, leaders in this whole cabal of evil. And so that's, you know, and so it's his, uh, his report is damning on these people and what they've done. So it, it, they've got to go down. They've got to be, you know, we cannot just say, oh, you know, naughty, naughty, that you did an investigation on a president with zero evidence. We can't allow that to happen. So this is what came out from General Flynn this morning. I just, I feel like I've got to read this whole thing. This is so good from General Flynn. America is pissed. Trump is pissed. I'm pissed. And all rightly so after the release of the Durham report. How do we get our country back and our duly elected POTUS? Like now that he's elect, he's you know he's Biden shouldn't be in there. This the missteps Durham said have been fixed are still in place. Don't kid yourself. They said, oh, they they've gone all this time and they've they they this will never happen again. No, don't kid yourself. And I really before I go on, I wanted to just say this that um, you know here we we have January six prisoners right now. It, it is still locked up on bogus charges, and some of them haven't even been charged. So clearly, all this has not been fixed, right? There's no way. So here's uh, continuing with what General Flynn said. The FBI needs to be completely shut down. I love that. Everybody I'm reading is like, shut it down. Uh, 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 what's it? Uh, Gates, but Matt Gates came on. He says it needs to be deauthorized, like for these FISA warrants where they can get approval to do anything they want to. Um, it needs to be defanged and defunded. So it says it must be shut down. It must happen in any new administration that enters the White House. Ideas about reform are fine, but not until a complete shutdown occurs. They're not playing. All political parties, candidates running for POTUS must have the complete restoration of faith in the federal government as their, uh-oh, I think I've missed that little spot. The people that are committed have committed crimes as treason. He's using that word treason. President Trump did too. He just posted yesterday, treason. That's all he put on the, on the post, treason. 
These people who committed crimes such as treason and or sedition against the American people must be held accountable. All of them. Be no statute of limitations, no rocks to hide under. And that is, I don't know if you remember that verse, it's biblical. It says, you know, rocks and hills fall on us and hide us from prosecution, basically. I mean, that's what he's talking about. My lawsuit against the DOJ, of course, this is General Flynn saying he has a lawsuit against the DOJ and the EOP it, uh, aside. If the DOJ doesn't go after those who perpetrated these crimes, we no longer have a system of justice that is responsible to the needs of the American people. The rule of law that I fought for will be dead. We either have a fair, unbiased, and functioning justice system, or we live under the yoke of tyranny, ruled by a small group of oligarch elites who want to dictate how we live as a nation. Isn't that great? Coming from, from, coming from General Flynn. So, yeah. And that's what people have to understand that I think that more and more people who, who are, you know, we have to share this information so people understand, you know, this is a group of elites that feel like they run the whole world. They run everything and they don't have to, you know, they're unelected bureaucrats running everything super quick. Today, there's an, okay, I'm going to show you a calendar. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. Here's, and I didn't even, I didn't even post this one. Okay, here we go. To, uh, on the 17th, they're talking about, dismantling the deep state through the su Supreme Court. And this is a brand new thing that's coming out right now that the, okay, back in the day of FDR, the FDR was saying he wanted to reorganize the Supreme Court so that they did not have so much power. And so they basically bowed to the pressure and gave our government more powers than they are allowed to have. And that is what caused the deep state to become this monster. And they've taken all these powers to themselves that they can uh, you know, hire people who are unelected and they get to make all these choices and, and do all this to us, whether it's our health or fun, fun, uh, financial or whatever. So this Chevron um, case is going to claw back that power away from the government, which is what we desperately need so that we don't have them... Uh, you know, th this tyranny that General Flynn was talking about. So that's happening. But okay, so the reason I'm showing you this calendar, everybody, is because right now we're in the middle of the counting of the Omer. It's seven weeks. So that's 49 days. And here we are on the, today is the, the sixth week and the third day. No, let's see, one, two, three, four. Well, okay, today is the third day. It, start, it starts in the evening, so it's kind of weird to count. But, okay, so six weeks and the third day of the counting of the Omer. So every day that we count, it's like something else. Have you noticed if so much is going on, right? It's just like every day it's something else. So here, I wanted you guys to see this. This is really important right here. On this 33rd day, again, you're counting to, to 50. The 50 is the, is the jubilee, is the default, okay, where all the debts are canceled. That's what was supposed to happen. It's never happened except for one time way back like 400 BC. So we're waiting on the day when this will happen. And that's what I'm going to try to get to if I can. But anyway, so on this 33rd day of the counting of the Omer was when Biden was exposed on that 33, which is a big deal. That's the 33rd day. So it, it, you know, it goes from evening until morning is the 33rd is the, is the, is when the, how you count the day. So this is very big, uh, 
festival for them, a very big memorial for them, because they're memorializing people who were exposed. So of, of all days for Biden to be exposed was on the day that they memorialized someone who was exposed and they were actually held to account for their crimes and they were, they were uh, you know, they call it massacred. They were judged and, and punished for their crimes. So isn't that interesting that Biden, I mean, it's never happened ever in American history where someone who's in the president of the United States has been exposed for his crimes against the country, his treason against the country. I mean, this is this is a big deal. We've been in this movement for so long. We've been like, come on. But this is this was exposed for all the entire country to see, even though the media did not want to share it. This has been exposed by the people in Congress. Huge. And now you fast forward to 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 yesterday, the 16th, you get this Durham report ex again with exposing the CIA and the FBI and the deep state. So this is, uh, you know, the 17 intel agencies. Huge that it's exposing them for the criminal network they are. Then you to look at, like I said, here we've got the Chevron case with the with the um, with this the uh, with the Supreme Court. Um, so I wanted I wanted to make sure everybody saw that before I go back to the I want to go back to one thing that President Trump said about the default, because mm -hmm. this is huge, because that's what the, the counting of the Omer is about, is that we would be set free from what these people have done when they've stolen from us. Think about it this way, everybody. You know, if someone takes your credit card and maxes it out. And calls the credit card company and pretends to be you and and and, and makes it you know a hundred thousand dollar credit card and maxes it out. It fills it up. You're not responsible because it was fraud. And that's what exactly what they've done. So here's what President Trump said about about the default. You, you said that when so you were in the Oval Office. So, mm -hmm. so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> Oh, we can't hear the vote. We can't hear anything. Oh no, you can't hear it. I mean, we can, but now, now we just heard something, but the, oh, it went no. quiet for a bit there. Okay, so let me see if I can turn it up, crank it yeah. way up. Okay, all right, let me try. I'm going to crank it way up. Uh, let me know. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. Yeah, yeah, please. You don't know. It's psychological. It's really psychological more than anything else. And it could be very bad. It could be maybe nothing. Maybe it's a you have a bad week or a bad day. But look. Okay, this, he's talking about default, and this uh, Gordon Chang or whatever put it on there. Oh, the sky's falling; the whole world's going to come to an end. Pray, everyone; it's going to be terrible, you know. And he, President Trump has basically defaulted before. You know, he he filed bankruptcy. He's acting like it's not that big of a deal. You can hear it better now. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm going I'm going to play that one more time because I, I don't know if everyone heard the heard the beginning of it. The U.S. defaulting would be massively controversial well, for it's, everyone it's, in this room. For all of you don't know. It's psychological. It's really psychological more than anything else. And it could be very bad. It could be maybe nothing. Maybe it's a you have a bad week or a bad day. But look, you have to cut your costs. We're, we're spending $7 trillion on much of it on nonsense. $7 trillion on nonsense. We've got another I actually question said, to the voter get all of that money that was wasted, and frankly, the Senate should have never approved it. Get all that money that was wasted, 
And if they don't get rid of that, you'll have to default. Then Mr. President, default. we've got another voter here tonight. And by the way, you're going to default eventually anyway, but it's going to be much messier. I don't think you'll have to default. I think if the Republicans hold strong and they say we want five, let's say we want five trillion dollars off, I really think the Democrats have no choice but to do it. And if I win, they're going to be doing the same thing to me in two years. I guarantee you that. Mr. President, they're going to play a very hard ball game, tonight. and they did that before. Bobby, all right. I think that is so important for each one of us to go back and listen to what exactly he said multiple times. Because we know. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, basically, he was basically saying that eventually there's going to be a default. That's what he was confirming, right? Yep. He says now or or later it's going to have to happen because we're, what is it, 30? I find it very interesting. I think we're right at 33 trillion in debt isn't that interesting okay and people who are not in america may not um you know think well what you know what what, what about us well but we are you know the fiat currency you know of the world and so i think that that would if we did then that would that would bust it open for the whole world okay that we know that all these banks have been every country's been rated of its assets and, and, and they've also been seizing the assets. For those of you who don't remember, I've got links on my site where it shows then treasury.gov. Treasury.gov. This is not a site I've made up. On, on the OFAC report, it's got the SDN list. All those who've been found guilty of, of committing treason, crimes against humanity, and you know, corruption, trafficking, they have had their assets seized. And it's over 2,000 pages, teeny tiny print, three columns. That's why they're, mm-hmm. they've, been, they've been blowing up our credit card because it's, they've maxed everything out because they, they're, they've had their assets seized. And so in every country, they've been going and raiding the piggy banks and stealing from every which way they possibly could. So that's what President Trump is saying. It's like they're stealing, like they're spending money, he says, like drunken sailors. So, you know, we cannot be held responsible to pay that debt off that they have just racked up, you know, ridiculously. So, uh, I find that very interesting to him, for him to just come out and say it. Well, it's very interesting. And he chose to say it on CNN to wake up. Perfect time. He's saving his weapons for that moment. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Saying it when he would be, of course, I don't think anyone else is going to give him the ability to, to say, you know, have a town hall like that. You know, so yeah, that would, that's a very good point. I didn't think about that. So here's where he just posted this yesterday, I think, unless the Republicans get everything they're asking for in terms of cost cutting, in particular, all the trillions of dollars inflation causing waste that has been stupidly uh, been approved over the last two years, much of it for the Green New Deal con job, they will have no choice but to let the Biden administration default on U.S. debt. Better now than later, especially with 32, oh, it's actually $32 trillion of debt out there. When I was president, the Dems would cavalierly say they don't even care about default. So. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing that he is saying that. So, so, so what happens when we default then? Let's talk about that. So does that mean that all mortgages will zero out? Does that mean the credit cards and student loans, everything was zero out? What do you think? Right. Well, the main thing that I that I see biblically is that 
uh, in Habakkuk 2, and I've read this to you guys before, I'll just quote it. Habakkuk 2 says that soon your debtors, that's us, we're the debtors, will take action. That we, they put us in debt servitude. It says soon your debtors will take action. They will turn on you and take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless. So who- And what kind of action are you talking about? That we will default. But what action would we need to take as debtors? Right. To 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 say we're not paying. To say we're not paying. Okay. I, and I think I think that's what it means. So they're going to be left when it says penniless and helpless, they're going to be left holding this debt. All this paper money that that doesn't have any value to it. And so, mm. okay, you can you can, you know, you you can hold this debt, Federal Reserve, but you don't have any assets. You have just debt where you're owed because you've continually racked up this, this, this whole debt load on us. And, and yes, we're, we are debt slaves as long as we continue to pay it. But just like the Egyptian, uh, the, the Hebrew slaves that left Egypt, they had been under this tyranny, this financial weight. And they just said, we're walking, we're walking out, we're leaving. So, you know, I think that's what he's saying is and when we default, then we don't have, we don't pay that debt anymore. You know, and it's it's kind of like, you know, what happened with him when he was in financial straits and he, you know, had all this debt on him and then he, he, he filed bankruptcy. He no longer, he could move forward and not have that, you cut off all those costs and expenses and you don't have that debt on you anymore, that weight. So how it affects the, the uh, everything else, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just find it very interesting. What I find super amazing is that, okay, when you count the seven weeks, you end up right here. I don't know if you can see that on the calendar. Can you see that the, the Pentecost mm -hmm. on the 28th? On That's the seventh. The seventh week ends up actually on the 27th. And this is the Jubilee, the 50th day. Again, you're counting 50 of these. Okay, up to 50. So we are, you know, we're, we're getting pretty close. And so here it says that that we would just default by June 1 if, a, if an agreement is not reached. Now, they've been talking about this for years, but it's almost like it almost feels inevitable that they're going to do it this year. I, I don't know. But he, he even said. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see. We know it's going to happen anyway. It's going right. in that direction. We've been saying this for too many years. Yes. And he was saying also that it was going to possibly be next. He says he'll do it next year when he was in office. So we'll see. I just find it very interesting that they're talking about this right at the time when it's the biblically the Jubilee. The Jubilee is when the debts are paid and the, the, the captives are freed. And that includes someone who's captive to being held by debt. I'm going to tell one, one more quick thing. And I really want to go into a video where I go into a lot more detail on what happened on the Jubilee after Jesus rose. You know, he rose uh, and, and ascended on the 40th day of Omer. Okay. The 40th day. But we, but um, the, the, he told the disciples to stay in Jerusalem, to stay there until, and it's actually today might, or maybe tomorrow might be the 40th day. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're really, really close. Anyway, so he said to stay right there until they received power from on high. And so this is in, in Acts chapter two on this day called Pentecost. So Penta is 50, right? <clears throat> All the disciples were meeting in one place. Suddenly there was a sound that from heaven 
Like the roar of a mighty windstorm, it filled the house where they were sitting. So this was on the Jubilee back in the in the day. That then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Now they've been counting the Omer. They had been counting this. Now doesn't that kind of look like a, a tongue of fire? <laughs> like here that one in behind me. It kind of looks like a tongue of fire, right? It kind of has that look like a like a flame. And this is like America is uh, the amber waves of grain. Anyway, it settled on each of them. And what's so cool is each pre each present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. Now, how, how cool would that be if all of a sudden God gave you the power and you could speak perfect, um, you know, Hebrew or perfect, uh, you know, Spanish or perfect, you know, Chinese. Pretty cool. To give you the ability mm -hmm. to go anywhere and speak to people. And that's exactly what they needed. More than they needed money, they needed the ability to communicate. How cool would it be if on this Jubilee, we got the ability to communicate uh, the truth about what's going on and all this truth coming out more than ever before for the entire world. And I really kind of feel like that's what we're, we're, we're seeing that happen. All this truth coming out like flames of fire burning down this cabal. Is what it feels like. Anyway, and so that's that's what happened back in the day for on that Pentecost. So what's also cool is it Pentecost, it because it's the 50th day when you're counting this bundle, it represents two harvests. One is this barley harvest, okay? And one is the grapes harvest. And in Revelation 14, it talks about these two harvests. The first harvest is is the is the is the barley one like uh it says thrust in your sickle for the time has come for you to reap for the harvest of the earth is ripe and so he who sat on the cloud thrust in the sickle and the earth was reaped well some people say oh well it, it's reaped for us to leave now if the bible the lord jesus told us here kingdom come your will be done on earth so what's going to happen on this earth we're going to have justice and, and have, you know, peace and have wealth and health for everyone. So that is what I believe is the, is the barley harvest was where the people understand the truth and that they are awakened to the truth. And I hope, hope, hope mm -hmm. we have this huge awakening on this Jubilee. But the other harvest that, that Pentecost represents is the grapes, the grape harvest. The grapes is like the grapes of wrath. This is from uh, uh, Revelation 14, verse 17. This angel came out of the temple having this sharp sickle. He says, thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the vine, the winepress of the wrath of God. Now, I would love that to be for this Jubilee. Also is where these people get thrust out. These people get exposed and get, uh, you know, punished for their crimes, just like General Flynn is saying, and President Trump is saying, retribution, and and you know, mm -hmm. and, and all this happening to them. I think that's yeah, that was that was it. That was what I wanted to share today. And uh, wow, amazing, amazing information as always, Melissa Redpill. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. I love it. I love yeah. looking at it biblically and seeing all these connections and getting to share it with everybody. Absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to say to the viewers before we finish? I would just love to pray before we go. Let's do it. 
Thank you so much, Lord, for the truth that you continue to teach us, that you have awakened each one of us and that that you've helped us to piece this together. It's really by your spirit. We know that we couldn't have done it without without your uh, without your help. And we just ask that this Jubilee coming up really soon, that we will see the day when everyone wakes up, everyone understands what's been going on, and that we all in, in concert join together and to throw out these criminals and that we we are set free from all this financial bondage and our health uh, problems and everybody uh, starts to be get free completely of, of uh, all this, the damage that has been done to them. We pray all this in your great name, King Jesus, the ruler of the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And Melissa Redpill will speak again very soon. You take care. Love and you. God bless. You too. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.